I haven't seen you since the play. Yeah, it's it's like a the instant Dr. Maruki decides that actually instead of a nice psychiatrist, I am sort of a nefarious gentleman. It's it's it, it, his hair knows instinctively to be slicked back. <laughs> yeah, his glasses yeah. suddenly start reflecting a lot more light. Uh, yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic movie. Once he decides to rewrite reality to where everyone's dead loved ones and familial relationships have been repaired, um, everyone's dead loved ones have returned to life, and all of the all of the woes in your life are being taken away um, and replaced by what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? I've never seen a <laughs> any scenario where bringing someone back from the dead <laughs> yeah. came back to came back to bite you. Come on, y'all. Um, Shakespeare talked about it. Let's come, come on. Come on. Hamlet's dad was a ghost. Come on. <laughs> also, you watched the 3,000 Years of Longing. Dog, it was actually a great segue talking about, like, things, like, because, because, uh, uh, let, let's we'll endeavor to do this as spoiler free as possible uh, because sure. I do want people to go see Three Thousand Years of Longing. But uh, Tilda Swinton's character, a narrativeologist, um, <laughs> of course, encounters <laughs> a genie. Uh, yeah, yes. made up, made up name, made up title. Um, but at that a, level of academia, everything's made up. But go yeah, on. at that level of academia, it is uh, actually just simply what I would call masturbation. And yes. Yes. Uh, but she suggests like, oh, I'm not going to make any fucking genie wishes because I know stories, and there is no story involving wishes where it like goes. It's not well. a cautionary tale. That is right. not yeah. a cautionary tale. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what a special little movie i love three thousand years of longing is yeah i loved it i think the first the first two thirds are better than the last third the last but i third... also think the last uh-huh. third is good because i don't i appreciate when movies are like you probably think this is gonna end big and extravagantly but in fact it it's gonna end way. like most things in life do which is kind of meh just until just... it just ends it's just um, over yeah and yes. uh and I, I i got in an argument with the guy at the theater behind me because he was saying that the ending was fucking lazy writing and bullshit and i was like hold no, on no, no. let's think no, about no. it for a second sir and then we had good. like a two sentence a two sentence a two minute conversation and he was like well okay well, i didn't like it and i was like wow. oh, okay that's fine well you're allowed that's, that's... fine but talking <laughs> shit is uh it must be backed up yeah i'm sorry if you talk shit and you don't want to get hit you know, we got to see, got to see some supporting evidence, got to see some citations, some one-sided yeah. page. Um, yes, I will say the ending is what I would call rushed. 
I would call it a yeah. rushed ending. Yeah. Um, this is uh, not an especially long movie, but very like narratively unconventional, I think. But um, you know, you know what they say: if you have third act problems, you actually have first act problems because you did not take the time to give us the material that we needed for your ending so you're suddenly like having to shove out a bunch of information at us towards the end which i do it's weird yeah Yeah. it's weird because i don't think the movie is like i don't think it's obvious where its shortcoming is in the first act that makes it so the third act is like well what do we do um right but i also think that like they could have just chosen to end it a couple different ways or let a little more happen that would have done away because like what they ended up the the corner they ended up painting themselves into is we created a character who didn't want to make wishes, um, and we've got about twenty minutes left in this edit, and uh, she's got two wishes left. And my my lady got two wishes left. And um, they kind of trip and stumble through those. But I, after you know, sitting in a quiet well not quiet theater but sitting in the quiet for a moment while the credits were rolling, I remember thinking like. Huh. That's probably how that would happen in that situation. In the situation they create, mm-hmm. right? The situation mm-hmm. they create, it's like, oh shit. Well, I gotta do one thing to make something happen, and then I gotta do something immediately after that, or the, the first thing is just gonna happen again. Um that just could have that just could have been played that could have been played a little longer. Uh and it wasn't. It could have been it could have been more visible earlier. That's the thing. Yes. I, it it could have been more visible is, earlier. Um That is the true issue. Um and so the dumbest criticism that I've seen of 3,000 Years of Longing was, uh, quote-unquote, too many flashbacks, <laughs> which is preposterous because the movie is flashbacks. It's about the past. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> saying The Notebook spends too much time in flashbacks. No, no, this Ken Burns documentary would have been good if it didn't focus on everything in the on past. On the past, you know? It's like, no, that's what it's about. You literally sat down for that, you are idiot. bonding through these The movie is called 3,000 Years Along. You gotta cover those years. We gotta, we gotta figure out where that was. ground to cover. You gotta um, figure that out. I will say... Stupid. ...that if we wanted to set up the ending, I think particularly between the second huge flashback and the third huge flashback... We could have used a little more breathing room between them, in my yeah. in my humble opinion. Sure, um, they There's were a really all great, great and yeah, thrilling great. and interesting and visually dynamic and cool. Yeah, 100%. I just could have used like a little a little space. I think. Yeah, I think that uh, there are there are, the movie is strongest in its quiet moments, which is saying something because like the flashbacks are also great. It's a lot, but going the on. it's when the flashbacks calm down for a second. And get like not always emotional, but get a little more intimate. And I don't mean it in a in a sexy way. I just mean it in a just a more quiet, close. The voices aren't projecting; they're very quiet and hushed. Like yeah. those moments are great. Um, like I, I have caught myself constantly thinking of the the moment where they where Alethea realizes like what makes a genie. And like how that works, mm-hmm. and like just like real quiet, delivered Idris Elba lines of like, yeah, you're made of dust, and I'm subtle fire. Like it's ooh, ooh, mm. little things that are just like this is beautiful. 
Uh, I could have just, li- I honestly could have just sat in a room and listened to those two talk the whole Forever. movie. It, it was very uh, a thousand and one Arabian Nights, and I don't, I don't think yeah. I'm galaxy braining by making that nope. comparison of like <laughs> no. you are sitting there and listening to stories, um, yeah. but instead of fending off murder, uh, you were just uh, 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 trying to. I don't know, form some kind of connection with someone who you are now beholden to in an interesting right. way. Yeah, and I think, you know, the the central performances are great. Tilda's always great. Idris chooses some bad material sometimes, yeah. I think. Idris makes and, fun movies sometimes. But sometimes they're not fun, and they should be fun. Dumb, sorry, I meant dumb movies. Yes, like sometimes. I am not against fun movies uh yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean to say fun. should be fun some dumb choices, i'm sitting yeah. there and i go why aren't i having fun um <laughs> in right. that movie as an avowed lover of the fast and furious franchise uh that is that is one that i struggled with um but you know he's made uh cats <laughs> for instance well, you know well, he's made some questions maybe maybe beast is cool seems like my kind of movie of like a whole movie where a guy's gonna fight a lion. That sounds cool. I mean, I watch Idris Elba punch anything, but lions. Right, but that sounds cool. Uh, you know, but like we we've, we've yeah, kind of been. At least I have been waiting on some more uh, Pacific Rim Stacker Pentecost yeah. kind of oh, level. The name. Stacker Pentecost. Today we're canceling the apocalypse. It's great. Right. Like, where where is that from the canon? Because that does not happen in Hobbs and Shaw. I need Um, more of it. Honestly, I need more of it. Exactly. And, and, you know, sadly, of course, his character uh, dies at the bottom of the sea. uh, Yeah, we don't know that. I guess not. Pacific Rim. I thought you meant Hobbs and Shaw. I just realized how close their endings are. Yeah, I Whoops. guess there's there's some there's some stuff in the sea in yeah. uh, uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea, but I could stand to get a little more Luther. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot he did like four seasons of that. Although it's British, four so seasons like in a movie, three it's episodes over. of it, right? Like this, like over. yeah. <laughs> it's that show a, was great, a, though. I it's everyone seems to like it. I forgot about yeah. that. Um, it's, good. it's not as if it's he good. hasn't done anything good in the last 10 years. That's certainly obviously not. No, he's a busy man. Um, he's a busy man, but he makes a lot of kind of disposable crap in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure. and I like crap this is not that you want to hold on to. This is not that. And this yeah. is like a real performance. It's really subtle. He's underplaying a lot of it so that like the moments where he, he does kind of get big feel very profound because he's not. The dial is not always turned up. Oh, when um, she like starts to say a thing, and he's like, "Don't wish that." Anything and the room, the sh- uh, room shakes, and he gets bigger. And you're like, "Oh god!" Ugh. Yeah, it's cool. And it's even great. when he's like a huge genie in a tiny hotel room, you yeah. know, and like he's taking up the whole thing, stark ass naked, doesn't speak, doesn't speak English, you know, like. Oh, the, I love that in that the scene of Homer. Yeah, I love that in that in that scene he's not booming. Like his voice isn't booming. He's, he's like very, whispering. But it's almost like it's that much more enthralling because yeah, because it's like deep and gravelly, shouting. but it's quiet. Yeah, it's very intimidating. It's very 
Uh, I actually didn't see the movie with him, but Smaug, the the dragon who, who yeah. lives in the mountain, is always, I think, supposed to be like, yes, come in closer. You know, like yeah. one of those. And similarly, he gets angry and boisterous occasionally, but most of the time it's that like super close whisper, deep whisper that's yes. super unsettling. Uh, and really in this effective. case, yeah, and in this case, it's like, it's it's great because like the the introduction you get is, yeah, fucking 30 foot tall genie packed into a 20 by 30 room and yeah. maybe bigger than 30 feet tall because he's massive he's huge and, he's like laid out you know and his response isn't like what's happened his response is like um can uh can you understand what i'm saying like he's and, super chill yeah. and and george miller is so good at that process shit at like conveying to you what is happening without anybody needing to say like yeah. this is what i'm doing like the sequence uh i don't think this is really spoiling anything but like when when idris elba first emerges from the lamp he doesn't speak our language he has no idea what's going on he doesn't know where he is we don't know how long he's been in the bottle and he does this subtle thing where he starts learning and he starts playing. Like, he starts, like, like kind of taking from the, the, the TV and the yeah. computer. Like, he starts, like, absorbing all this information. And just, like, the look on Tilda's face, the way it's laid out. Like, nobody needs to tell you what is happening. Yeah. Because it is so visually clear. I mean, like, again, mm -hmm. if you go back and you watch Fury Road, that movie is perfect conveyance of Dude, ideas. the number of times that like max the first time max gets in the cab of furiosa's truck the war rig like the thing he does first is look around right he sees her shifter and he he can yep. tell it's a knife he sees guns under the dash he sees mm -hmm. her arm and it how where it's latched or it's lashed under her shoulder like well, the first thing max does when he walks into a thing is just like there 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 okay yeah. okay I know this space now. I can navigate in it. And as a result, the the viewer is like, oh, I can, okay, I can navigate yeah. this place. Cool. Um, I also love right in that same scene uh, when he pulls the person from the TV. And yes. There's just like, there's this really great, very quiet moment of, holy shit, stop, put that back. Stop, don't do that. Like, Give us that. No, 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 no. But you it's can't do all this. You like, can't. it's all like at a whisper shout. Where they're like, yes. no, 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 let's just fucking. Because uh, like we're in a fucking this. hotel room, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a bellhop is about to bring you fucking brekkie. Yeah, exactly. That's great. S spot a T. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really well done. Um, I don't know. Do we want to, we'll put a, maybe put up a brief spoiler blanket and we'll just talk about like a couple things, uh, yeah, real sure. quick. Yeah. Uh, so let's just say, uh, everyone go see 3000 years of longing right now at your local cinema plex right now at your local cinema plex. And, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled preemptively of that for tiny little things, we're not talking about like the whole movie, um, click the time code in the description and, and avoid that. So. Uh, Caleb, my friend, did yes. you notice, because before, uh, the Tilda Swinton's character, uh, is, is encounters the djinn, she encounters two other sort of mystical spirit Yeah, figures. she meets one djinn in the airport. Yeah, if they're a djinn, I don't know what they are. They're, they're um, something. I saw a thing in the credits that said young djinn, and I was oh, like, okay. maybe, maybe that was, that was. Maybe, uh, could be. Uh, but anyway, did you notice that they 
also appear in the flashback sequences. Yes, there. Well, I noticed did. for sure your, the dude your in brain is wired to yeah, see that kind of stuff. Yeah, I noticed for sure the dude in white in the Queen of Sheba moment. Yeah, and um, the, and the 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 wee fella is in. I saw only once, but there was like this big crane shot. I think it's when like the brothers are in control. It's and the yeah the sultan's the sultan's quarters and yeah, yeah the sultan's quarters right before yeah, that yeah. lady gets pulled up and the gets pulled the little, up exactly silk. Yeah. um yeah I don't know what that means but I just <laughs> I was like oh, I, I, think, I see this yeah it's it's also interesting that like the the mechanic with which like she was going through shit before she got the the lamp yeah she was having which these is interesting she wasn't just hallucinating she was actually like they were poking through which that's never really addressed they were encountering um, her yeah it's it's you and once i started seeing them in the flashback sequences i'm like surely this is going to come up later and it's and it's simply it may have just it may have just been the like the the unspoken imperative that they kind of play place on the mechanics of Jin, in that like eventually the person who's supposed to find them will find them and so, like, maybe they appeared as a pretense, as a preamble to yeah, prepare to prepare never... her for being accepting mm-hmm. of the experience she's about to have instead of just completely and wholly writing it off. Yeah. Um, There's the sequence where he's under the tile and he keeps, like, calling out to people for, like, a hundred years. Right. We never really, like, see what that is. It's sort of just, like, evil just dead spirit just, vision yeah, most of the yeah. time. But um, perhaps it has a sort of physical manifestation or could. So maybe that is him from the antique shop kind of like calling out to someone that he feels is susceptible, but it just like never comes up again. I don't know. Um, it is a, a, a movie that perhaps invites you to think about what that might mean. Miller's kind of good at that though. Mad yeah, Max is full good. of shit. That's like, Oh, surely we'll learn more about that. And then the movie ends and you're like, okay. Nope. Which yeah, is very, very similar to like the way Neil Stevenson writes, like sure. Rise and Fall of Dodo uh, or Neuromancer. Uh, like the, the dude does not finish. He doesn't tie anything off in a bow. Like the book yeah. ends and you're like, I mean, that wasn't a stopping point. <laughs> but yeah. there it are does feel many threads. Like I'm a fucking, I'm a mop right now with a number yeah. of threads hanging off. You are joining a world already in motion. I love that shit. And you are not the most important person in it. You are not an RPG protagonist who, like, the very world, you know, bends around your actions and your choices. It's like, no, you are one facet of a world that existed long before you and will continue to exist long after you've made all your little decisions. Yeah, I I remember hearing David Fincher in a a documentary um, or... Maybe it was uh, lessons from the screen, not lessons from the screenplay. Every frame of painting, the one about Fincher, yeah. where like Fincher describes himself as a perv, or no, not himself. Sorry, he describes people as kind of pervy. Yeah, he thinks all because, people are perverts. That's because, definitely like, every frame of painting. That's yeah, definitely in there. Yeah, uh, and then he, he he contextualizes it by saying that like the theater is this place where you're looking through a window into somebody else's life, and we love doing that. Right. And I, there are some filmmakers who are very good, I think, at actually capitalizing on that kind of, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Voyeurism, almost. Yeah, voyeurism of like of like yo, there's and we love something it. We, going we on in front of me. It's Facebook way more. Creeping. We yeah, love gossiping. Sure, sure. You know, and like the 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 big action flicks or whatever, the Hobbs and Shaws of the world, the Marvel universe, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe movies of the world, largely are content with being like, hey, this is not a window into anything that's real. Uh, it's just yes. like the thing you've seen on a page and brought to life, which is, is has its place. But like, I do think that Miller and others, especially Miller in those last two big films, Mad Max and this, likes to go, mm-hmm. okay, here's a whole universe. Like Mad Max is a unique case study because like he's made four of those. So when it comes right. to world building, he just and goes, he's about fuck to make it, a buckle up, asshole. And you're yep. like, okay. I'm on. I'm along for the ride. Which uh, of all the movies to be along for the ride? Those are the best. And because um, of the car. But um, like when right. he then goes with this, which does not have a world established, right? And instead does the same thing. Instead of navigating away from that and being like, "Nope, here's a world," and yeah. these things exist and have existed for so long that it's not worth explaining to you or showing you the beginning. We're just gonna follow this guy, and yeah. that's gonna leave giant holes in the narrative. Because he was in a bottle at the bottom of the ocean for right. seven The, the closest the aforementioned MCU has come to that, I think, is the Guardians movies. Especially the first one, where it's sure. like, it's a bunch of weird places. You're on nowhere. Yep. Who are all these people? Fuck you. Like, what? Are you, who's the collector? What's his deal? He collects things. Yep. Move on. It just runs <laughs> with it. It just goes, it just goes don't worry about it. He's got a bunch of weird it. shit in a cage. Like, you get it. You get it. Um, yeah. and it like moves on and it doesn't, it doesn't bother to, to explain that to you. Whereas like Asgard never really felt like a real place that like yeah. people exist or not people, but you know what I mean? But no, like, that's the, 100% a thing. Like the star Wars universe establishes that established that. Yeah. Let, let me, let me rephrase that sentence. The star Wars universe was established as a thing to be noteworthy because of the fact that every world you went to was like, Oh, people live here. It's used. And, the Millennium and, Falcon yeah. is dirty. There's it's no, not like there's a no like, spaceship. there's no walk down the street and seeing food vendors and kids fucking around in Valhalla. Yeah. But like Guardians of the Galaxy is like, yeah, we're on Hyperion for a second, and then we're gonna jump over to we're fucking Xandar. We get caught up in Xandar, a war yeah. between two other planets. You know, fucking crazy. Like, there's a bunch of stuff going on, and it's like, what? And they're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> you you care about these people. That's it. Yeah, you are you are moving through it. That is that is the closest they have they have come to really capturing that. Um, yeah. The first two act, the first two acts. I say it's not a movie. The first two thirds. The first four. Honestly, everything but the last episode of Moon Knight felt like that. It was like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is this dude? What's Why does it matter? Where is everybody else? And the, the show is fully content with being like, they don't fucking matter. Uh, Where can't you at right now? And this guy's got uh, a, a identity, a dissociative identity problem. And we're not going to take the time to be like, here's what we're going into first. You're going to figure it out as you go. And I like that shit. Um, so, yeah, 3,000 Years of Slave. I remember, I wish I'd taken somebody with me. 3,000 Years of Slave? Nope, 3,000 Years of Longing. You know, whatever. <laughs> my brain. 3,000 years of longing. Uh, I, I almost took my grandma, but like, it's rated R, it's George Miller, it's Idris Elba, and it's yeah. Tilda Swinton, and I was like, is it going to be too sexy? Is it going to be too violent? Eh. And then I, the movie ended, and I was like, fuck, my grandma would have loved this movie. Grandma I did not want to take anybody else with me, though, because I knew it was going to be one of those movies that, like, I wasn't going to want to talk about in the way that, like, most of my friends talk about movies right just after wanna, them. I just wanted to, like, absorb it, yeah. 
Yeah. And my grandma is really good for those kinds of movies because she comes out and just goes, wow. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. Go. This is what I was thinking, too. Hey, um, Neat. <laughs> but, uh, there's, uh, there were several moments in that movie where I just kept thinking, like, man, I'm watching something I shouldn't be. Not in a way that, like, I shouldn't, mm. I shouldn't be watching this. It's bad. But that, like, I'm literally just peering into a really, really sensitive conversation about something that... I have, why it's am not, I here? It's not acting like I'm there. Right. It's 100%. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, good flick. Check it out at your multiple local Cinemaplex. Uh, the advertising uh, team for this movie has absolutely failed it. Uh, so, it's, so it's our job, your humble yeah. podcasters, to spread the word and uh, tell you all about it. Um, oh, and this is it. all about it. And everyone, uh, look forward to Furiosa allegedly yeah. coming to us next year uh but this is of course advanced media studies a podcast where we aim to talk about every single piece of pop culture ever created one week at a time uh you rejoin us now as uh, in the middle of our uh life the podcast and everything uh, as we are going to talk about the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy movie uh i am one of your hosts TV's Kevin Lanigan, uh, and I believe that the entire universe uh, was sneezed out of a god's great big nose. Uh, yes, and I am uh, Caleb, the daddy host, the host with the most kids, and uh, I, sorry, I just can't get over the fact that Alan Rickman is Marvin. I was going to try and say something he said, but I can't. This will all end in tears, I know it. Real cheeky, asking for me to give you a hand. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, yes. So, so this was your first time watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, all of this, all of, all of, right. The all things, the hitchhikers, uh, hitchhikers. This is my first, um, I, in my youth watched this movie many times. It was my introduction to <laughs> the franchise. So oh, you much. think so? Oh, you think, you think, <laughs> think maybe this made some impressions on, uh, on a, on a young teenage Kevin. Yes. Um, so this was, this was a impactful, you know, I've seen it many times. Uh, we did not have cable. There were a limited number of DVDs. So that meant I rewatched a lot of things. And even like the first time I watched this movie, I don't think I enjoyed it very much. Uh, but sure. you know, you, you watch it 37 times and suddenly like, it just has a profound, uh, memory within you. You know what I mean? Like I know <laughs> it these doesn't beats. even mean that you like it. It's just not necessarily. Now. Right. There's, and yeah, um, there's uh, like when you fall asleep on your hand and you got yeah. a handprint on your face, just, or if you sit on a chair with a grate for the butt for uh-huh. too long, you got Swiss cheese. You got the grate on your butt. Yeah. Absolutely. You got that, but hitchhiker brain. But hitchhiker brain, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are people who really hate this movie. They're the sort of people that don't like any changes in an adaptation. Uh, there are people that obviously like this movie a lot. I, uh, you know, Coming at it with fresh eyes, having not seen it in a very, very long time, uh, I will say, it's fine. It's great. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Per- it's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's perfectly uh, fine. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Like for a movie There's that has, I really like about it. There's things I don't like about it so much. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Uh, for a movie that took that took uh, 150 pages of source material and turned it into 109 minutes, like yeah, it's fine. You know, it's fine. It could have it been way fucking worse. Could have been way As fucking worse. As someone who's seen Shyamalan try and make Avatar The Last Airbender, 
boy. It could have been a lot worse, yeah. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, anytime they try to do that with like, we're going to turn a whole season of anime into a movie. And you're like, this is a mistake. This is But what if we this. didn't? What if we just didn't? Yeah, what, what if, if we not? didn't do this to Full Metal Alchemist? You know what I mean? What if we didn't do this? Mm, um, so many yes. bad choices. You know, I think this movie does its job. I think it translates a lot of the book fairly well. It's cast mm-hmm. really well. Um, it, <laughs> Bill, it, Bill Nighy is fucking great. Bill Nighy, of course, is Slarty Bartfast, King, Martin Freeman, perfect casting. Uh, Sam Rockwell, he going wild. But you also have like Thomas Lennon uh, as Eddie the Shipboard Computer. Yeah, uh, Bill Bailey as the Whale. You know, like it's a real Helen Mirren as Deep Thought. Just like it's unbelievably stacked great. fucking cast here. Um, and I think it does its job of like making people interested in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I bet a lot of people are like me and are like, this movie's weird. Let me read the book. And yeah, then suddenly sure. it becomes this whole other thing, you know? Yeah. So it did its job. It did its job. (laughs) And like, there were a couple of times, obviously, there were a couple of times where, because it was 150 pages of book, they were like, what do we do now? (laughs) We don't have enough book. (laughs) Yeah. And like, there's an entire throwaway scene that's never brought back up. Well, not brought back up, but you never, it's never revisited with uh, John Malkovich. That's fine. I don't hate it. It's fine. That is actually some deleted uh, material that was, you know, going to be in the radio show, going to be in the book. Uh, Adams never, never actually did. wrote it down. So they're like, hey, we need to kill for time. What if we, like, finally visualize this thing that has always been, like, speculated on the on verge or of theorized being a part of it. About. Yeah, sure. <laughs> on the cusp of existence. <laughs> yeah. The Hamakavula thing. And I think it's fine. It doesn't, you're right, it doesn't wrap up. Like, they don't get Zaphod's second head back. Um, they, they don't bring the POV gun to Hamakavula, but also Douglas Adams is not big on wrapping up all everything he introduces. No, no, like, that book ends books, and you're like, it's huh. so much like, oh, they never, they never resolved it. Yeah. Again, you're just a person. You're not the protagonist. So you're just seeing some people do shit. Right. And if and they like, had made another one of these, we probably would have seen more of Hamakavula. You know what? You know what? I they, I would love to see another one. Right? Like, get the people back together. Get them back. Fucking <laughs> just, just do it again. Let's just do it again. Z- Zoe Deschanel doesn't age. Uh, right. She's fine. And she's not fine. busy, I don't think. No. Martin Freeman's great and only gotten better. Right. Uh, Rockwell. John, John Malkovich Rockwell. Come on. Uh, most Def definitely doesn't go by Most Def anymore. But Yassim Bey. Yes. Yassim Bey. Yeah. He's. Still doing. He's around. Something. You can get most of these fucking. People. Most of them. Like, most come of them. On. Yeah. yeah. Most of these Great. people will fucking. They love to work. Uh, uh, Alan Rickman sadly no longer with us. Yeah, that would, that's a bummer. Um, but you Chancellor, can what's out. the what's the the lady that's with the Vorgons? Questiona Rontok. What's her um, act, the act? Nancy Chancellor? Oh, Anna, Anna Chancellor. Anna Chancellor. She's still around. Yeah. Basically, they made up that character. Oh. You know, like whatever. It's fine. It's, yeah, it's chill. And I'm sure people Ooh. were like, that's not a character in the books. And like, it's like, I don't know. I mean, like the, 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 there's so much, you know, it's tough for me as someone who's read the first book. So, so, so many times it's impossible for me to watch this movie and not like hear the empty spaces where certain jokes are supposed to go. You know, like we have walked it all the way up here to like the, the, the the setup 
for the joke about God proving his own inexistence, which they <laughs> did animate, which was on the DVD, but like is not in the cut of the movie. You know, we walk it right up there and then we don't do it. Um, or like the, the section about like the, the, the words Arthur spoke getting like shunted back through the wormhole and, and spit out, you know, that is a, that is a mid credits scene. Yep. Um, it is. There's all these little jokes, you know, Mr. Prosser, your beloved, uh, that, that his whole thing is essentially eradicated. Yep. Um, he basically doesn't do anything. There's no logic puzzle to get him in front of the bulldozer. It just happens, you know, <laughs> um, it's just, they don't even get him in front of the bulldozer. They just give everybody beer. Yeah, they just give everybody beer, which, like, fine. That is a good thesis statement for what the movie ends up being, which is, like, there's a lot of this that's good. There's a lot of it where it's, like, I think you maybe thought you were improving on this, but, like, it's really, it's really tough. Um, It's, it's, it's a dicey, it's a dicey proposition. There's stuff that just, like, straight up don't work in this. Um, And no offense to who's that girl it's jess i don't think zoe deschanel works in this movie oh yeah i mean yeah i'm sorry i, like, I don't know if i i so obviously i hadn't seen it um uh, but after reading it so like you know you have that thing where uh, and i apologize i completely cut you off in the middle of a thought but no, no, no. just just bookmark it um when you watch a thing that you've read your brain is like all right, let's see if they nail what I thought in my head. And yes. honestly, the Vogon ship worked. I was like, yeah, no, I, that's that's kind the, of the Vogons kind of exactly are what the, I saw. the single greatest. Adi- I mean, they are incredible. the 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 Henson Creature Shop, what they do on the Vogons, yeah, is incredible, and their their role in the story is really expanded to essentially become the primary antagonist as opposed to like just a thing that happens yeah, right in the beginning yeah but like once you see these critters you're like yeah you gotta use these fuckers these are right. great these guys are killing they look cool they're so funny um it's just the vogons fucking rule in this they're so great sorry you were yeah. in the middle of a no you're good you're good um i think though when you're you know your brain does that my i guess because i've been colored by recent experiences more than anything my brain saw like phoebe waller bridge as trill and she that's instantly at least like 10 percent better if you change yeah. none of the writing it's instantly like 10 percent. it's better. instantly better yeah I, like I don't, zoe I don't have a problem with zoe deschanel she's exactly. very funny on new girl like Re- like incredibly funny on that show ah her facility as an actor outside of that i really go either way on I like her and almost sure. famous i don't think it works here it but it's not as if she's got like a grade material to work with um because they don't give her a joke they just like buy there's this thing that because because trillium slash trisha mcmillan is always kind of an underwritten character. She doesn't really have a bit. She doesn't really have a game that she's playing. No, and in the book, really... she's very much just like, oh, what's up, Arthur? That's it. She's also there, right? And yeah. and I like, you know, there's some fun stuff that the way they kind of like really make the Zaphod stuff like text, you know, like, oh, they're fucking on this ship, you know? Like there's, like all of that is good and the way that she plays that is interesting. But because... They try to, like, expand, like, I am the woman here. 
it just points a bigger sign at how much it doesn't work. Yeah, well, and the and they introduced an entire plot device based on a thing made by women to make their husbands understand, right? The POV gun. The POV gun. And like it's I think that bit works until the very last moment they're doing that bit before they of course come back to Earth Mark 2. I mean, right. Um, but the that that where the bit kills, room right? where they're all shooting each other and then uh, Dudamus, I just lost his name. Zaphod? Zaphod does, shoots her with it. And you just get like this moment where, no, she shoots him with it. She shoots him. She she's shoots him like, with it. She's about to leave. Yeah. And you get this, you just get this moment where like Zaphod says exactly what the cast knows. Right. It's for like, like two minutes. And you're and like, I get I, that this yeah. movie is kind of more of a kid's movie. Like, they really, like, took this material and made it, like, a kid's movie, which is fine. I am, that is not a criticism. I think that's a perfectly fine way to adapt this material. Also, probably why they don't talk about God being completely useless. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, (laughs) once you start pumping, like, studio movie money into this, then suddenly it's like, oh, really? I mean, this reeks of Hollywood adaptation syndrome. Where you took this thing, you know it's beloved, you know it, even more importantly, you know it sells. You know that people will buy it. And you took it, and you're going to adapt it. And because you're Hollywood, and you are stuffed with cowards, you end up sanding (laughs) off most of the stuff that made it interesting. Yeah. Um, So, like, in this movie, for instance, this movie ventures nothing to explain why Ford likes towels, why your towel is important. So it just, instead of it being like a cheeky little, like, actually that's kind of like makes sense in its own like weird way. It just becomes like a lol tumbler, the spork of doom, you know, like so random. He loves his yeah. towel. It's just like, it, it takes away like what was interesting about it. Cause they know the towel is icon, but they don't, care and i'm not saying the people that wrote yeah. it or the people that directed it don't care it's i'm sure like, there was probably scripts that got into detail of that and i'm sure there was some 100%. exec that was like what and so like what is that out. this doesn't make sense to me personally so it's bad and it has yeah. to go out <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean that's that's classic thing i mean you know uh, in a script like this it's credited to uh carrie kirkpatrick uh, who wrote uh, like Chicken Run and Over the Hedge, Spider Whip Chronicles, oh, wow. uh, Charlotte's Web with Dakota Fanning, Hoodwinked. Um, oh my God. Yeah, so he had a run there in like the mid 2000s. Um, Probably because of this movie. <laughs> he's rewriting Chicken Run. He's writing Chicken Run 2. He's the credited writer. He's returning. Hey, if I can get more Ardman uh, anytime, I'll take it. No one here is mad about Chicken Run 2. Uh, no. assuming, assuming that Mel Gibson does not return. <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Mel Gibson has been replaced by Zachary Levi. Sure. The safest bet. <laughs> sure. Uh, Fine. If you're going to go with a super Christian dude, I guess that's the better one to go these with. These birds is um, organized. Yeah, but, but like I was saying, like, it's credited to Carrie Kirkpatrick, but undoubtedly 20 people got their hands on this ball over the course of, like, trying to take this to the screen, right? Like, this just, it, that's that's Hollywood accounting. That That's Hollywood, like, stacking up the screenwriters, and only one of them gets credit, and it's usually pretty mystifying as to why that one is the yeah. one who got credit. Sure, um, yeah. 
But there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's great. The design of the Starship Heart of Gold is really good. Yeah. Um, inside and outside. I love I love the little ball thing that they've created. I love the, like, weird uh. interior with all these, like, wavy, you know, sort of pillars and stuff like that. I think it's all yeah. really good. It's very striking. It's like it's if you could fly the Guggenheim. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you could, if you could fucking uh, uh, fl- fly like the fucking Sydney Opera House or whatever. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it works. It's, it's. Uh, there's a lot of that I like. I like the design of this Marvin. I think that's a fun like approach to Marvin. Uh, yeah. The like huge head. You got Warwick Davis shoved in. Warwick there. Davis shoved Classic in there. Classic guy. Yeah. Classic yeah. guy. Aforementioned Star Wars. Um, and the the original Marvin from the BBC miniseries is in the queue at the DMV sort of place. Gotcha. Um, they like take so that's that's a that's a wink for the fans. A wink out and there. a nudge. A wink and a nudge. Right. And I don't again. I don't love everything that they added, but like the sequence with the queue is like fun. The sequence were like to to land on the planet of the Vogons, the bureaucrat planet. And there's critters on the planet that if you have an idea, <laughs> smash up in your face like a fucking sideshow bob rake. And that's right. why the Vogon's noses are, like, shoved up, like, all piggy and, like, shoved up their faces, right? Yeah. they've just been evolutionarily they've been slashed yeah. on it. But that's also why these guys never have an original thought because, like, their planet is infested with these things that punish them for yeah. having... Gr- that's good. It's very that's good. That's a good bit that is nowhere in the text. That's a... You made up a great bit. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And it's the... Great. the I love that the... <laughs> get to the queue and Freeman, Arthur Dent's like, I can do this. I'm British. And then, like, walks to the back of the line and then immediately turns to Zaphod like... Is there anything you, you can do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. It's a good bit. Zaphod being on the on the uh, fucking wall of the DMV. Um, the the ah, God, the Fogons are just so fucking cool. The heads and shop really fucking knocked it out of the park. They're, those yeah. are really fucking great and expressive. They're really so many, good. Like, they're unique the ones. fact that they're like lips and oh, their mouths move the so much. The articulation on them dang lips. Are you kidding me? It's fucking great. Ridiculous. 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 Um, ridiculous. Speaking of Alan Rickman. Ridiculous. R.I.P. Yeah. To a king. Yeah. Quite literally. To one of the best to ever fucking do it. Galaxy yeah. Quest. Oh, so I searched horde. this movie on Amazon to rent it and then like scrolled down the like, what else is suggested? Galaxy Quest was like, Number it was the one. movie, the show, and then Galaxy Quest. And I was like. 100%. Yeah, it's got to rewatch that movie. I need to rewatch that movie. It's one been of my like faves. it's been like fifteen years since I've one seen it. That would be fucking cool. My parents loved it, but I think we wore out the VHS. I'm pretty yeah. sure we watched it more. Yeah, absolutely. Because your know, parents cannot rewatch a movie like children can. Children can't. I'm sure you live it every day. Can rewatch yeah. the same thing. Over you know and how over many again. times I saw Moana and Coco, McWay, at least three hundred. You've considered um, the coconut, right? Most, most definitely, yes. <laughs> um, I can do the entire the Maui rap. I Fry heart. you can. Yep, it's a, it's a thing. It's a claim, not a claim to fame yet, but it will be. But it will um, be. TikTok viral. <laughs> but it will be. I also remember the distinct moment where I realized that um, Sigourney Weaver doesn't say screw that when they see the... <laughs> 
mashing pit. Well, her mouth very obviously <laughs> goes, well, fuck that. Right. Uh, and we were like, look, you know. But they wanted shit. to get it down to a PG and they were like, it's good enough. It's better than good. It's good enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God, that movie fucking rules. I'm overdue. I'm overdue for a go around to Galaxy Quest. That, talk about a stacked cast. Yeah. Alan, Weaver, Rickman. Shaloub. Uh, Shaloub. Rockwell. Rockwell. Rockwell, my favorite character in that movie. Guy Fleegman, who was killed off on the show and is worried <laughs> he's going to be killed off on the real spaceship. <laughs> Oh, that's not right. Oh, I gotta watch that movie again. Oh. You have a little, you have a last name, guy. Do I? Do I? Do I? You can't just open the door. Is there air? You don't know. <laughs> Opens. He's like, <gasps> like it's fine. Uh, also, funny. the bad guys are great. Oh my god! You forget one thing. I'm dragging mines. God, that movie's great. I need to watch that's that movie. Fucking again. great. Ah, oh, we need to. Time to do a podcast about Galaxy Quest. Galaxy that Quest. My, that might be my movie pick. Hell yeah, dude. I will rewatch that. And I'll, I'll pull that DVD down off the shelf tonight. <laughs> Pop that shit on. Uh, goddamn. Uh, God yes, it's a slightly better uh, space film. But this one is fine. It's fine. Stephen Fry as the, as the narrator. That works. Yep. That's good. I will say one thing. Uh-oh. Um, Arthur. <laughs> Minute 47. I'll say yeah. one thing. Say one thing, because uh, you never let me talk on this show. Um, Arthur has on his phone his like Nokia. Um, his his background, his wallpaper is a picture of him and Trisha McMillan, someone he met at a party one time, one time, and yeah. made his phone background <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Yeah, not great. Not, <laughs> not great. Not good, dude. Uh, not. Problematic. My man down bad. <laughs> <laughs> man ain't never been down as bad as fucking as bad. Arthur Dent. Making, God, can you imagine? <laughs> Horrifying. Thank God he loses his phone like five minutes into space. Yeah, in the void of space. Because if, if, if Trillium had found it, she would have been like, um, Ooh, dodged a bullet there. Excuse me? I'm sorry, I don't have enough cloth to make this red flag. You want to get on my spaceship? Um, Yeah, and you know, I love Martin Freeman. The, the added component of a love story between the two of them, I don't think fully works. No, it's not great. It, you know, at the end, where he's like, yes, unquestionably, yes, I'd, I'd love her. And it's like, what? I mean, like, yeah, you you have the Nokia phone. Why does she love you, I guess, is the greater question. <laughs> that, she is the one who needs to have the realization. I guess she yeah, has it. Yeah, she POV has gun, it. Yeah, the POV gun. And then you threw the, away the one nice guy. You threw away the, the rats, nice guy to get with the hot president. And then when the rats are like, give us an answer, and he like... Gives the answer of the book. It's, it tells them in a completely like, different method. Stupid. But then they're like, meh. And then he's like, it's because I love her. And you're like, okay. And then uh, she's like, good they answer. Had to, like, oh, they had right. to movie it up a yeah. little bit. It's it was, okay. It had to have a fun. love It had to have a love interest. There's yeah, very rarely yeah. a movie that doesn't have a love interest. Again, you had to take. And it's not. 
it's not as if they never play the Arthur Trillion card at any point, but it's like, it's just a very different version of the dynamic. Um, Also worth noting, um, Trisha McMillan is described as having dark skin, quote unquote, like an Arab. And uh, we got we got Zoe Deschanel. Uh, again, no offense to Zoe Deschanel, someone I like, <laughs> someone I think yeah. is fine. Um, that's that's a classic thing. Do you think nerds were really mad that they made Trillian white? Because they're always so mad when they make like Heimdall black. So surely, surely, surely they must they have stand been just as mad, same... right, Caleb? Yeah, probably. Honestly, surely I don't know how they got away with mad. it. Yeah, the fans, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. A cacophony, a cacophony of voices on the AOL message boards. You couldn't fucking hold them back from how much they were railing. It was like, no. No, see, Kev, that's where that's where you make a mistake. You probably very easily could have held them back. But that's not because there weren't <laughs> many weak. of them. That's because they're all weak. <laughs> they're weak. My man's my man is not doing sit-ups. No. You prob they probably they all probably think that putting their arms behind them when they run makes them faster, you know. Yeah. Um, I got a worth, worth noting. We haven't really mentioned it. This film is directed by Garth Jennings, uh, who, if you can't tell is English by the name Garth Jennings, uh, has done a phenomenal number of music videos for the likes of Radiohead and Vampire Weekend. Um, previously did a film called Son of Rambo, but now I think, I think our young audience would, would know him primarily as the auteur, as the writer and director of one of the the biggest money making franchises in Hollywood today. He is the he is the singular voice overseeing this project. I speak of course of Sing 1 and Sing 2 from the director of The Hitchhiker's oh, Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. You right. didn't see that coming, did you? No, and of course I fucking didn't. I yeah, should have looked at I should have looked all these people up before we recorded. I mean, but like This was a better way to find out. He must simply be rolling in it because sing the sings are gigantic movies making fucking hand over fist sort of money from sing one and sing two. So it's illumination. Jennings it's a kid's movie. shaped it's out all fucking, right. Yeah. Cash that check, baby. <laughs> Go for cash it. That, I mean, we just check. talked about him for half an hour, but George Miller did in fact make happy feet and babe pig in the city in between Mad Max movies. He so made like both happy feats. And yeah. Bay Pig in the City, yeah. Um, there's something the to producer on the original Babe. Yeah, there's something too going. You know what? Kids movies make a fuck ton of money. Let me make. Let me do that, and then I'll bankroll my next big project. Yeah. So maybe middle, we'll see. Maybe we'll see more. Uh, maybe we'll see more of this guy in the future. After you know, he, he brushes his uh, brushes yeah. his shoulders of the Sing franchise. Of course, however, he comes back he can to relinquish control of the Sing franchise. He comes back to direct the restaurant at the end of the universe galaxy. Uh, yep, it's about time. Let's make it yeah. happen. Um, mm-hmm. And there is actually an error with the way they talk about the restaurant at the end of the universe in this film, but uh, we'll get into it when we start reading that book. But uh, excuse me, <laughs> that's not the way it works. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so no one, no one cry for Garth Jennings. He's he's doing fine. <laughs> he's, It'll be all right. He's doing be all right. great. Um, you got to do your franchise. I mean, like you got to do your kids' movie. Spielberg, in the middle of like his transition to like I am an adult filmmaker who makes films for grownups. My man made Tintin. 
and Tintin rules. I don't know if you've seen Tintin. Wait. The Adventures of Tintin. Steven Spielberg. Oh, and Peter Jackson. Uh, which, which one yes, directed? although Jackson did not direct, but he did co-write. Yeah, I no, believe. The Adventures of Tintin fucking rules. Fucking And we've owns. been supposedly getting a sequel for a decade. Yeah, um, I'll fucking believe it when I am done watching it. <laughs> I, I yeah, it, do doesn't help that, it doesn't help that Herg was, like, racist as fuck, apparently. Yeah, you gotta choose which Tintins to adapt. He was French in the 20th century, Caleb. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, I'm not I, saying it was I, good, no, I, but, I, like, I don't, you should uh, be more shocked if he wasn't i'm not surprised yeah no it's one of those like the uh i don't know why i've brought this story up now twice in the last two weeks but the guy that was the la clippers owner who was telling his daughter like you can hang out with n words but don't take pictures of them and post it on facebook uh famously bill burr was like that guy's 86 we should like be what? surprised he didn't say something worse. Yes, Literally exactly. all the people who told him what to say as a kid are dead. So he said a thing and got in trouble and went to look for the people who taught him and was like, they're all gone. Yeah. I was a good boy. I did what I was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you got to fucking like, you, I'm not saying what he said is fine, but like, what the fuck? He's in his eight. Like, what do you want him to say? <laughs> right. What were you expecting? Yeah, you guys it's like uh Oh, you know what? Your expectations for the decrepit. It's something you hear and you go, "Oh, you know what?" Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. That's, of course. Of course. Said that. Yeah, Peter Jackson is on to produce uh the writers of Tintin, Stephen Moffat and Edgar Wright. What the f- that Oh, that's, that- why have, that's why we haven't gotten a sequel. Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish, fuck since then. I know it's just it's weird, and you know the original Tintin was sadly something something of a flop. Uh, but I would love to see. It does more. not make any fucking sense. That I know it's fucking it ruled. It was fucking great. Uh, Tintin was he's a real he's my best friend. Um, and it's fucking great. You got a you got a great uh, Nick Frost Simon Pegg pair in that one. You know mm-hmm. as the as the Thompsons. As the they're, Thompsons. They're fucking great. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Fucking Andy Circus is Haddock. Yeah, rules. Yeah. It's so good. Rules. It's so good. Uh, Tintin, fucking great. Everyone go check it out. Uh, and and the comics are honestly like great. Just don't read the one called Tintin Goes to Africa. I would just not read that one. You yeah, can not... read the others. <laughs> just <laughs> not, maybe not, not that one. Not they great. should maybe not read that one. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Um, no, I read them in. So here's the crazy thing. So when when did Tintin come out? Holy shit. 2010. 2010. 2011. Yeah. So Oh, I'm sorry. I was wondering. You fool. No, I, I was so I was when I was in high school, I took German for all 4 years and ah. my my teacher Frau had like 12 Tintin comics. Fuck yeah. That had like been used for years cuz they were rebound in those like plastic spiral bounds. Oh yeah. Those little plastic clamp-ons that like mm-hmm. someone does because, and I think all the pages were laminated. Like she, oh she yeah, did the work to preserve fucking, these. Yeah, hundred percent. And so I read through them a ton in German class, like when we had free time or whatever. I just grab another tin tin and read it, and it was in German, right? So yeah, uh, some of that stuff sticks around, some of it doesn't. But I remember watching the movie in college, then my junior year, uh, sophomore year. I remember reading that in college or watching it in college and being like. Some of this stuff seems really fucking familiar. 
And then the moment where like he holds the two pieces of paper up and that makes the court. I rem yeah. I was like, oh, he's gonna put them like uh, in the moment. I was realizing what two books were being put together. For sure. Uh, and I was like, this fucking rules. Um, yeah, I want more Tintin. God damn it. God damn it. Give me more Tintin. I want it. Fuck. I want it so bad. Anyway, Fuck. Tintin cool movie. Uh, Galaxy Quest cool movie. Uh, Tintin came out around the same time as Hugo, which is Martin Scorsese's kids' movie. Uh, also worth watching. Good little yeah. film. Although, I'll say, it's a little long. Marty, you gotta trim, it's for kids. You gotta trim that down. Yeah, you gotta, it's, uh, you know, they gotta, Hugo's sit, down, a little... you gotta sit down long enough to, to, to watch it, but not so long that they have to get up and go pee-pee. Exactly. Kids, yeah. they don't have the longest attention spans in the world, you know? No. Especially these kids with their phones. 90 minutes is all you got, tops. Exactly. And I think Hugo is like maybe like over two. And it's like, Marty, my, my beloved. Is it really? That's a, we, how we do gotta, you do that? We gotta get this down a little bit. This might be why I've never seen this movie all the way through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like good. But it's also like, and I love a good long, good long Marty. But it's like, you gotta think of your audience for this one, King. My boy. My lad. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta understand wh who you're aiming at. What's Where's the, the runtime? Where's the fucking I, two hours I, and six minutes? Yeah, good lord, gotta, gotta lose at least six of those minutes. Got forty at least. Yeah, forty. The same for forty. Forty. <laughs> Let's I just was, cut uh, the last act off that movie. Yeah, I recently showed someone uh, "Bad Times at the El Royale." Have you seen this film? Yeah, I screened that movie. It fucking whips. Good. It fucking movie. whips. And everyone I've recommended it to or watched it with has fucking loved it. Yeah, it rules. I went there, you know, you go see movies, and, and sometimes you go in and you're like, I can't wait. Sometimes you go in and you're like, what am I going to get? What sometimes you go in you sit down and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know why I'm here. Bad Times at El Royale, I remember watching the trailer and being like, yeah, I'll go watch this because Chris sure. Hemsworth yeah, looks whatever. fucking vile. And he was. But also, yeah. like, the first 30 minutes, I don't want to spoil it because like, we are actually like telling people to go watch thing. it. Are the like first the 30 minutes, one of the characters you think you're going to see the whole movie just <laughs> wicked bites it. And you're like, yeah. oh, you're like, mm, the fuck is this gonna, actually going to be? Yeah, it's keep me great. guessing, actually. It's but my great. point was, the person I watched it with was like, this is great. Needs to lose about, like, 30 minutes. Whereas I would say, like, if you lost the right 15 minutes, yeah. it would feel like you lost 30 minutes. Sure. Sure. 100%. Just yeah. like... uh just like Dark Knight, which is a very long movie yeah. and is very hard to figure out what to take out. But I wouldn't take out a whole act. I would just no. cut some superfluous bits, and it would feel Where? like you cut a whole act Where's out. Where's Dark Knight at runtime-wise? It's got to be two and a half. It's I'm certainly say, at like two say and a half. Is it 240? Because like Rises is like 240. I'm going to say like 236. All right, let's see. Look it up, Scotty. Look it up. Here we go. I'll look up Rise. You look up Dark Knight. Perfect. Thank you. Two-pronged attack. Where do you keep your fucking run times, IMDb? What is going on here? It's low. You gotta scroll down. Yeah, it's at the... That's stupid. Um, Two hours and 32 minutes for Dark Knight Ooh, 1. Damn, I just... I just missed on... Uh, on uh, I just missed on Price is Right rules. <laughs> um, boom, 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 boom. Third one is no, 244. Without, no, you did right on Price is Right, because you have to, without going over. I said two hours and 36. 
Oh, damn. I'm sorry. I didn't Just hear barely. No, I wasn't good. listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dark Knight Rises is two hours and 44. 244. That one got up to 244. Yeah. And I will say, like, I've, I've talked to you before about the Devil's Runtime, right? My new yes. what axe is it, that though? I'm grinding. The Devil's Runtime is two hours and 20 minutes. Um, it is the exact wrong length for a movie. You either need to shorten that <laughs> or make it long. Or make it longer, yeah. Because Dark Knight... You've given us just enough time two hours, to get Two and invested. a half hours. And Dark Knight is one of those movies where you're like, okay, uh, surely we must be wrapping up now. And it's like, no. There's <laughs> a 40... There's a whole new plot line that's about to start <laughs> yeah. in this yeah. movie. But it, like, I, because it is so long... It like kind of works because it's like literally like here's a movie and then this other movie kind of starts happening. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the length on that works better than like, you know, I'm sorry to bring them up again, but like basically every Marvel movie is like two and a, <laughs> two hours and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's it's exactly wrong. We need to lose something. Or just go the full end game three. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Just shear it off if you have to. That'd be fine. Shear it up. You could lose some of it. Don't don't anybody look me in my eyes and tell me you couldn't lose a few minutes from most of those movies. Well, it's because they, they only end up that being that long is because of the big showcase action scene. That's 20 minutes long. Yeah, or like most of them do have a kind of semi-superfluous <laughs> subplot about a character who's going to be in a different movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can probably lose yeah. that from most of them. Get it tight. Get it tight. Get, get it tight. Get it tight. Tight. Anyways. I don't know. Runtime discourse, I don't love it, but sometimes they have a point. You know, like, I'm working on this rom-com script, and, like, When Harry Met Sally is 95 minutes, so where would I get off being longer than 95 minutes? If the best <laughs> right. to ever do it can do it in 95, then so can I. Yeah. Precisely. That's what I'm saying. Uh, any other thoughts on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy motion picture? The major motion uh, I picture. I think it's great, and people should uh, have more patience for adaptations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And adaptation's going to make some changes. You know, when you, as the budget inflates, so do the demands that something is supposed to, like, appeal to an even wider audience, even though, like, Hitchhiker's Guide is incredibly popular. Um, also, imagine being the guy or gal that gets hired to do an adaptation of something and for all those people that are like they changed the book imagine getting that opportunity and then being told you don't get to be creative (laughs) you have to follow the book entirely no no changes that would be bad you'd be like great i mean i guess i'm getting paid but i'm not flexing any muscles be a bad movie be bad at that point the only people that are creative are the Director of photography? Who like, yeah, I guess so. Who's like, how are we going to film this? It might also be tied to how a scene is written. It, you know. It, yeah. I, when Halo came out, when Lord of the Rings came out, when oh, yeah. a Fight Club came out, people were like, it was different than the book. I'm like, yo, if I got if I got a job making one of the books I loved as a kid, you mm-hmm. best believe I would find a way to make it mine. You have because to. Because it's not theirs. <laughs> it's mine yes, now. Yes, you are. Yes, like in, you, yes, the book is theirs. A hundred percent. Right. But you are making a film and it has to be a film that you, the director or, you know, the writer were hired to direct or write. And whatever that will keep it interesting to you is what you have to do. And you have to leave your own indelible stamp on it. Um, And people, I think, 
should stop thinking of things as much as like adaptations and more like inspirations. Do you know what I like? Mm. Um, the 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 Witcher, which of course we talked about at, at length, is a great example of that. It's like yeah. you're kind of taking it and you're taking the seeds and you're kind of doing your own thing with it. And I think that's fine. And I, th- I think I think that's perfectly fine. I think that's perfectly fine. You don't have to love all of it. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. No. But, but you also have to be able to step back and see it as what it is, which is its own thing. Yes. It's its own thing. Its own thing. And it should be yeah. allowed to be. Yeah. Maybe chill. Also, like, here's one. Like, the fandoms for books or things that are being adapted like that always think they are the majority of the audience for these things, which is mathematically not true. Like, if they were only trying to cater to people who already read and loved The Witcher books, um, they would not be able to spend a lot of money making that show. They need to reach millions of people who have never read the book in order for this to be at all a profitable enterprise. Exactly. They have to make it... Yes. Different. Harry Potter is, like, the closest where you could go, like, okay, most people have read these. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, people who sure. have read the books are the majority audience. But even then, we all know people who are movie only Harry Potter fans. Yeah, yeah. Although they shouldn't know... be anymore. No, they shouldn't be. Yeah, gross. <laughs> I'm flipping also... them off with two hands. <laughs> yeah, I think that was implied. You know, you didn't even I have to it. describe it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, the Lord of the Rings is maybe another one of those. It's like yeah, a lot of people have read these. No, no, no. There's no, a lot never of mind. movie-only Lord of the Rings fans. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Way more, probably. I, me among them. Yeah. Those books <laughs> are hard interested. to fucking read. They're yeah, hard to not read. not interested in these books. No. Um, I tried them in middle school. Maybe one day I'll try again. But I just love these movies. I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm movies happy. are great. If I, want to, if I want some expanded lore, Shadow of Mordor is, is there for me. Yep. And soon Amazon will be there for you. Oh, I think that already started coming out, didn't it? Uh no, because I would to start coming out. I think it's September third. I think it's this Friday. Oh uh, okay. I'm glad I'm gonna be like filming something. I will not be on Twitter like seeing the discourse for what that ends up being. I'm good. Yeah, I'm just gonna shut off. I'm gonna block that. I'm gonna um, mute those keywords. I'm gonna mute those keywords. I don't have to hear fuckboys. My talk new about favorite Lord of the Rings. Twitter activity. I'm like, oh, who's Cassie and Andor? Never gonna learn. Don't know. <laughs> mute. <laughs> Do not know who that is. I don't know him or her. Um, yeah, exactly. So we will, uh, it's a very healthy activity. If you like, even something you like, you're like, I don't really need to hear everybody's thoughts about this. <laughs> Am I going to watch the Amazon Lord of the Rings show? I fucking Probably not, blocked, but maybe. Yeah, I fucking blocked Lord of the Rings. Or, sorry, excuse me. We're talking about Lord of the Rings. I fucking the blocked, boys. I fucking blocked Halo. One of my favorite things, things. in the world. I yeah. blocked it because the community has been so fucking nasty for the last Toxic. year. And it's like, y'all are ungrateful and shit. Like, fuck you. So, so I just blocked it. And it the sucks because I don't original see. Series. No, not even the, the game, too. Oh, People what? have just been talking shit about Halo across the board. And Damn. they're not being they're not being smart in their criticism. They're just being angry. And it's yeah, like, they're just oh, mad. you're saying shit to, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, they don't know how to process that anger. Yeah, they're just grumpy. Just say like, shit. All right. Uh, say what you what? want. Guess what? Uh, nobody cares. You're what you think. Guess what? Sorry. 
with Halo, combat evolved, okay? You weren't there. <laughs> combat was not the same anymore. No, it's never been the same again. Never been the same. It was a game changer. Simple as it that. Was. Simple as yeah. that. You don't have to love playing it these days, but, like, it was a game changer. It was. We were, video games were not the same after Halo. It's the reason why we got shooters on consoles at all. The reason why you play a shooting game with a controller is because of Halo. And would you could you Halo. argue that someone would have done it later? Yeah, but that's a dumb yeah, argument. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. But they yeah. fucking didn't because they Halo did it. Didn't because because Halo, Halo was there. Jeez. It did it. Um, another sea change. Gears of War. Gears of War changed the game. Yeah, yeah. Combat Microsoft shooters in early changed. In, uh, Microsoft shooters in the early two thousands on Xbox were huge. Gears and Halo and fucking, yeah, big shit. They're big. And now they're uh, experiencing franchise fatigue, and that's just normal. Maybe not Halo as much, because it's been like seven years between games. They haven't made like that many Halo games. It's been a thing for 20 years, and they've made six games. Yeah. That's not that Gears of War has been like a similar number of games in a more condensed amount of time. Yep. Yeah, they never really stopped. They just kept making them. But, but even they, then, like, the new Gears was on like all the year-end lists of the year it came out. Gears yeah. 5? It was, yeah, it was really well written. And it was, yeah, it was really fucking pretty. That's what I've heard. And people were like, it was not as good as it used to be. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. You're just old Shut now. Shut the fuck up. You just, uh, maybe you're not as good as you used people to be. People need to Ooh. remember that like you're just old now. And that's why you don't like it as much. <laughs> Yeah, and that's okay. Wait, wait, it's not as good as Halo One. You were ten. You were ten, and play you, Halo One again. And Halo like blew your fucking mind. Yeah, it was a formative experience for you. It's like it's like how you both filled of your my, shorts, dog. It's like how my top, my two favorite TV shows are ones that I uh, watched in high school. Weird how that happened. Yeah, right, that formative the two memories or best whatever. shows came out at the same time in high. Weird how that happened. Weird, strange. Has yeah. nothing to do. It's <laughs> nothing to do with the fact that I was yeah. that it like imprinted on me. Yeah, nothing. To yeah, do with that. none of it. None of it has anything to do with that. Don't no. Don't uh, don't trick yourself. Uh, you're old. Things are just as good and bad as they used to be. More importantly, let younger people who've never experienced it have a good time without shitting on them for not being alive when the ones that you liked came out. Oh, Fuck off. my God. Fuck yeah. off. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. People. It is weird. Okay, I will say it is weird when, like, the Zoomers get on TikTok or, like, have you guys heard about Eternal Sunshine? I just discovered this. And it's like, that, it's okay to have just seen it. But, like, don't pretend that you, like, discovered Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't found. Uh, that was like a big movie. It wasn't found in a pile of books. Check uh, the IMDb ruined top library. 250 uh, and see where Eternal Sunshine is at on there. It's high. Yep. So don't. It's a good one. Yeah, just like don't pretend that you discovered. Can you imagine if like I walked up to like my parents' friends and were like, "Have you guys heard about Ario Speedwagon? <laughs> Have you heard about this movie called The Godfather? Have you heard about this? This is crazy. Did you know about this? I discovered I it was this like, the other day. I thought it was like a classic movies. I, I thought it was like it. an edgy take on Cinderella. Instead of having a fairy godmother, she had a godfather. Yeah. But no, it's about like oh, it's about mom? like pizza gangs. Pizza. Sorry, that's probably <laughs> Godfather's Pizza in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, we're all familiar. Familiar, I just said. We're all familiar. This is yes. Missouri's preeminent podcast. Yes. It is the only Missouri podcast worth listening to. 
hundred percent. I'm sure there's like a Missouri centric, like true crime podcast. And you're like, what the fuck are you writing about? Shut up. <laughs> uh, they're just worried. They're just writing about, uh, <laughs> I just made up a guy. I got mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> just made up a podcast that I fucking hate. I just made up something it all in my at. brain. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me. Thing I just invented. Get, 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 get thee, get thee from me, Satan. Get thee away from me, Satan. Not today, Satan. Oh, uh, great. Would you like uh, to do some plugs, my friend? Sure. Uh, you know, I do stuff about video games and shit. Now and movies, too. Hey. Um, if you, like, listened to this and enjoyed it and you want to know more about 3,000 Years of Longing, I did write a review about it. You can check that out. Just nerdybits.com slash read. Um, and then if you like to listen to stuff about people talk about video games, go to nerdybits.com slash listen. And all of our podcasts are there. Um, nice. Yeah. Listen, the slash listen, slash read, and slash watch are the ways I organize the website. So, like, just makes it easy to approach. It's pretty great. Um, other than that, that's kind of it. Uh, I'm still working on a review of a game that I played in May. I'm like 10,000 words in now. Still working hey. on it. So, um, you got to keep trucking. It's one of those things where, like, you know what? This is just this could be hard to get through. It's gonna, it's gonna be hard to gather the mental fortitude to push. So I'm not gonna push. I'm gonna chip. Uh, and that's it. What about you? What you got? Hell yeah! You got some um, fun playing soon. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, I'm off to yeah. to film a big project, and God knows when you're gonna see that. But hopefully, you'll start seeing some of these film projects I have in the hopper. Uh, sooner rather than later. And the best way to support that is at patreon.com slash TV's Kevin for as little as $1 a month. Uh, you can help incentivize me to keep making all these shits and put all this hard dang work into these, into these dang ass projects. Um, so that can be, that can be good. And of course, uh, crazy X pod friends, uh, the other podcast where I talk about crazy X girl friend. I'm sorry. uh, This month's episode might be a little late, so it's perfect time to get caught up. Uh, and uh, Patty Plague Doc is the web comic, and I've already told you about that in other episodes. So you can just go uh, do what I said previously and find it there. Um, but now, Caleb, there is something important that has to happen because oh. it is your turn to choose a major motion picture for us to watch on the next episode the of this air? podcast. I guess not. I have to I guess- do it right now. I guess you don't have to if you are not ready and want to give it some thought. You well, have Galaxy, like I'll be gone Galaxy for a Quest week. Threw off my brain and now yeah, like, now you have, have Galaxy Quest. It's okay. Galaxy you don't Quest have to decide might... now. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to decide. Now. Obviously, <laughs> I, I would love to talk about something. Galaxy Quest, but you don't have to talk. You don't have to decide now. You're gone next week, so what we'll do is we'll you could just tweet what it is on the day. Exactly. That, that will be your your your. your uh, It'll be the reveal. Supplemental episode will just be the reveal, the tweet, yeah. or just read. stay uh, subscribed and you'll just see it pop up. Yeah, It'll be or like, just forget that you listened to this podcast for a week, and then when it shows back up in two weeks, you go, "Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. did treasure this little nugget." Oh, cool! I Robot from two thousand four with Will Smith. <laughs> of all the movies, they chose that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not list. murder him. <laughs> Did you know that when Sonny walks out of the elevator when he's under arrest, he walks in a different step pattern than the two robots behind him to further Whoa. enforce that he's different? Whoa. Whoa. I've There's this guy. There's a, I'm sure there's several, but there's this one guy that keeps coming across my TikTok that does did you know montages. Uh, the problem is that his voice is really annoying. 
And it's always like, did did you know? Did that you in, know? It's like like it's missing proper intonation. <laughs> like a high did school you know? kid reading Shakespeare. So <laughs> it's like, did you know that in iRobot, the blah, 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 blah. It's so and it's, weird. And it's always uh, the same pattern oh, it's the of same. syllables. Yep. The same inflection. The next fact, you know, the next so fact starts because like he noise. starts it with, did you know? Again. Did you know? Did you know? Why? Why do you like this? Did, did you not you record know? this and listen did to it? Did you know that? Ugh. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Because I would have. Anyway. Yeah. You know. Fun stuff. But yeah. I'll, I'll come up with a movie in the next right. five days or so. Great. And uh, we'll watch it and we'll have fun. Perfect. I not that I'll have time to watch it in the next five days. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Right. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, great. Uh, so until... Oh, we didn't talk about it at all. But the so long and thanks for all the fish number. It's great. At the beginning of this movie. And in the credits. Fucking great. Yeah, and it is great. It's, it's great. So, that, what a great way to jazz that up. It's fine that they moved it to the front of the movie. Because it's such a great way to open the picture. My wife brought me dinner while I was watching it. And she came into my office while that was on. And she was like, the fuck are you watching? SeaWorld? And I was like, no, it's Hitchhiker's Guide. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you got to read this. You got to read this book. You got to read this book. Enjoy this number. (laughs) I mean, this is the music that has been ending these episodes for now five episodes straight. So I'm glad we finally just we've reached it. Now everyone has context for what I'm doing. We've all we've all got no reason to be confused anymore. Hundro P. Hundy P. So long. And thanks for, and all, thanks the fish. for all the fish. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but oh dear. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your disrespect for all the natural wonders that grow around you. So long, so long and thanks for all the So to the feats, we thought that most of you were sweet, especially tiny tops and your pregnant women. So long, so long, so long, so long, so long. Please tell your friends about this show. This has been a Talkback Podcast.